We're Kenyon and Takara Martin, faith-based marriage coaches, champions for healthy love, and lovers of pizza. And this is the Ask the Martins podcast, where we answer your single, married, or dating relationship questions with practical advice and research-based techniques. Have a relationship question you want answered? Well, send us a direct message on Facebook or Instagram at Ask the Martins or visit us at AskTheMartins.com. Now, let's get into today's episode. Just some, uh, okay, just some announcements real quick. Just remember that Sunday nights are the nights that we record our live podcast, and that includes YouTube and IG, Instagram. Um, and we're answering emails. That's primarily what we do on Sundays. But Wednesdays, it's all about you right there on YouTube. Exclusively, we're answering your questions live. Stay tuned because we're actually going to be plugging in um, opportunities to actually call in as well and then if you if that is not enough and you really need some help and you really want our focused attention on you for an hour for up to an hour definitely look into our fire chats that's takara and i and we're right there manning it and making sure that we're connecting with you go to askthemartins.com that's askthemartins.com for more room rules this is a safe place people reach out to us because this and and they're open to us and honest with us and vulnerable to us because we keep this a safe place and we can't do that without you so rule number two respond with kindness and compassion regardless of whether you're right or wrong that doesn't matter it's how you respond to others and how you feel them and your light and, and making sure that you're responding in love number three keep your heart open and pliable to any correction listen some of this might step on toes some of it don't sound good sometimes we hear what we don't want to hear sometimes we hear it out of context whatever mm -hmm. the case is we ask you to just stay pliable and open. And if you have any follow-up questions, go ahead and hit us in the DMs. You ready to read this, babe? I am. You're going to be reading the letter today, though, right? Absolutely. It's a guy who sent it in, so we, I am going to read it. <laughs> ready? I'm re ready. Read. Okay, here it is. I was dating this beautiful lady inside and out. She was beautiful inside and out. Uh -huh. We really were hitting it off. From the jump, she brought that she brought up that I still had an attachment to someone from my past. This is something I refuted. I had took a year off to get myself together and to clear any baggage. That way, when I chose to date again, nothing that I could control on my end would rock the boat. Keep in mind, we were dating. Mm -hmm. Things progressed nicely through the journey there. Uh, there were things uh, uh, she noticed about me that threw up flags for her like showing empathy, just to name one. Mm. These things I agreed and chose to work on. It forced me to take an honest look at myself and also her. I chose to work on those areas of weakness, one, because it was an area of growth, and two, I felt she was worth it, and what she said and how she felt was important to me. With that said, we decided to date exclusively, i.e. become a couple. It was at that moment the relationship was put to the fire. There were two moments in which I received a call from an ex. The first call I have not heard from in over five years. Granted, I took the call in front of her because I had nothing to hide. That caused a huge stir as if I had the ability to determine who calls me. Within a, net, within a couple of days, another ex, the one who I last dated, called asking for a favor. Her father was ill and she was headed to the hospital. She asked if I could watch her dog. She had only contacted me as a last resort. Again, I took the call in front of her because I had nothing to hide. This episode ultimately became the beginning of the end as it affirmed her intuition that I still had ties. Mm -hmm. The only ties I have with my exes is that we are cordial. We came to an understanding that just because it didn't work out doesn't mean, doesn't make either of us a bad person. We just weren't the right ones for each other. So basically, we are friends with proper boundaries on each side. Knowing how these events made her feel, I started looking for things I needed to purge. We were out enjoying a walk. I gave her my phone to look at some pics I had on it. While scrolling, she came across a screen capture of a message I sent my ex a year ago, addressing the fact that I did love her at one point. 
Well, let's just say that was the final nail in the coffin. I say all of that to ask, um, besides being careless, am I lying to myself that I have my ish together? Mm. Sincerely confused as hell. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. So this brother right here, and you do you want me to go ahead and get started with this? Yeah, you go ahead and get started. I'm okay. monitoring the, the, the chat here and everything, but I'm trying to keep us both in here, but it's like- That's all right, really that's hard. all right, that's all right, that's all right, that's fine. So listen, the, the main question, and here, here one, thing, one thing here, one thing I'm excited about is that, number one, it was a brother who opened himself up. Right. Most men don't open themselves up because on this media platform, and we'll talk about that later, it's usually a, it's, we're usually hitting hard against men. Right. And that keeps them from being loyal or, or, or um, vulnerable um, in the open. Men don't like being vulnerable, especially with people they don't know, and especially with people they, uh, who haven't, to them, proven themselves to be uh, knowledgeable about what they're doing. Does that make sense? Makes sense. Okay. So I appreciate every time a male speaks up and says, hey, I'm going through this situation. Help me out because I don't know what to do anymore. Yes. Now, let's go ahead and get to this real quick. The question he asks is, do I have my ish together or not? Now, what that implies are is two additional questions. Because if he doesn't have it together, how does he get it together? That's the second question. Or if he did have it together, what happened? Right. Okay. And so that's what we want to do is we want to begin to address this and break this down so that we can answer what this young man has. So. Let me kind of show you, if I can break it down to you, you, and you, how what I saw in this letter, what we were able to pull out of, because he was really detailed with what he gave, all right? Yes. Number one, he took a year off of dating from his last experience to make sure that he didn't bring any baggage into the next relationship. Mm -hmm. He did that, all right? I mean, respect. Right, right? Yes. Okay, and you can, you can, you can break on in anytime. Number two... He had already created definitive boundaries from the prior relationships that are that were clear and understood by those exes. Mm -hmm. Uh huh. Makes sense so far. It makes perfect sense. Number three. <laughs> I'm waiting. There was mutual. They mutually ended. The past relationships were mutually ended, not out of anger, not out of being adversarial, but because they realized they were incompatible. Doesn't mean hearts weren't broke, but it wasn't. It wasn't petty, okay? And doing that, to be honest for you, that's a high level of maturity on both of their parts. And this is the ex and this young man. That's a high level of mental and emotional stability to be able to say, hey, listen, you know, this isn't working out. It's going to hurt. We spent time together, but okay, let's go our own separate ways. You're not a bad person. I'm not a bad person. We're just not good together. Right. That makes sense? Yep. We good so far? We good. Number four. Now, this is what this is another thing that he did. Watch this. Upon entering the new relationship, he observed her value up front, right? He said that's girl good. Exactly. Inside <laughs> and out. Right. He observed um he regarded her voice and her concerns. That's key. That's key. Because how many times have we felt like we said something to someone that we loved or was trying to get to know and they didn't even regard our voice? Uh, man. You understand what I'm saying? Yes. So he regarded her voice and her concerns. And here's how he not only regarded them or listened to them, he responded to her voice and concerns. The first part was in personal growth and change. He responded not only because he valued her, but he said, hey, this is an opportunity that I can change. Mm -hmm. All right. That actually enhanced his value for her because the more he's working on himself, the better he feels about her. Mm -hmm. um, it also increased his honesty, his openness, and his vulnerability, meaning that he was he in, in order to make sure that she, uh, she knew that he heard her, he was demonstrably trustworthy. Makes sense. Yes, that's All a right? big word. Demonstrably trustworthy, trustworthy. right <laughs> not only that but in conflict he checked himself before he went to her mm -hmm. that's what we see in throughout this whole thing he's checking himself and now he and then he comes to us 
checking himself. Listen, he didn't ask us what's wrong with her. Uh huh. He said, "What's wrong with me?" Listen. Ladies, raise your hand. Raise your hand if you have been waiting all your life for a brother like this. He is doing his work before he brings you into his self and his issues. He's going off and making sure that he hears you and he considers your needs and he makes adjustments accordingly. And when there's a conflict, this brother said, well, let me make sure I'm right. Let me make sure I'm together. How many of us ladies, seriously, not me, because I have that. Amen. Praise the Lord. (laughs) But how many of y'all are like, where is this brother at? <laughs> like, why, why is he not here? <laughs> right. Like, that, this is refreshing to me, I'm just saying. Absolutely. So the question is, does he have his stuff together? Does he have his ish together? In terms of relationship, absolutely. Mm-hmm. We're not going to take anything away from him. Absolutely, he has his stuff together. And this is something that's very important. It's very important <laughs> to make sure that we are as honest with men as we are honest with women. What'd she say? Wait, well, who said? What would they say? Somebody, uh, Miss Mona Lisa Mill 3 said, Mona Lisa, she said, what's his IG? <laughs> um, let me find it. Got I'm his, just playing. Got, got his email. I'm kidding. No, I'm, I'm kidding. kidding. We do have his email address. Let me ask his brother if he's, still, if he's single again. <laughs> but, but do you understand? So we, we're going to be honest here. In terms of how he handled this, in terms of how he transitioned from past relationship to the present relationship and how he's dealing with this relationship, absolutely, he has his stuff together, okay? Although I would like to tweak some of his stuff, and and I'm praying he's listening right now, I want to tweak some things, and we're going to tweak it as we get to the end, but before that... I want to get into something. No, no, no. Go ahead. Say what you got to say. I just want to say really quickly. Now, ladies, you know, Kenyon and Takara Martin are equal opportunity helpers. We need y'all to understand today that there may be some things within this advice that we're giving this young man that could um, make you say, ouch. We just want to say in advance, it is not to make you feel bad about yourself. It is not to demean you because we rarely get opportunities to flip uh, how we address these situations because it's always women coming to us understand that this may not feel good to some if you are dealing with these issues we're going to say that in advance if you are not okay with taking accountability for the things that you do you might want to log off right now because <laughs> this might hurt a bit right, okay right. go ahead baby and so w- what I wanted to do I actually wanted to say that point but I wanted to say it in a different way oh I'm sorry no 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 it's good it's good <laughs> because it helps me set it up Okay, now I'm a nerd and I like cartoons, and so y'all just gonna have to ride with me on this one. All right, just just come through, just come with me. There was this old cartoon, right? And I don't know if any of you remember it. You can raise your hands if you do. But it's called the Powerpuff Girls. Y'all remember that ca- cartoon? No, I know. I'm not I know. That old. I'm not that old. No, I do not. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm Hush. kidding, baby. <laughs> now, some of y'all, if, if you like my wife, she don't. She won't. She won't play with a cartoon, no matter how serious it is. But I, I'm, it's here to make a metaphoric point. In the Powerpuff Girls, you had um, you had three girls, right? Initially, there's a fourth one later on. We're not going to get into that. Three ones. Uh, three initially. It was Blossom who represented leadership. Bubbles represented innocence and Buttercup represented uncompromising toughness. The reason why I bring this up is because we always find in entertainment how a, a, a conscious script for for subconscious thoughts, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yes. So I want to make sure you guys get that. Blossom was leadership. Bubbles was innocence. And Buttercup was uncompromising toughness. It was a girl power cartoon. Guys enjoyed it. We loved it. It was funny, but it was a girl power cartoon. But the problem inside the cartoon is as the, its depictions of males had had a lot to be left a lot to be desired. Mm. Watch the professor created them by accident, which meant that he it wasn't intentional, which meant he was intelligent, but not all there. Their primary enemy was Mojo Jojo, which was a monkey type beast man type thing. Um, who was always trying to manipulate them using the using his what his mojo are you feeling the are you are are you kind of seeing where i'm going here now i could go into a long thing about those two but i want to really focus here i'm kidding go ahead um there was one character his name was him that was his name Mm -hmm. he was a demonic devilish type entity he was the primary and the most powerful antagonist. Him. Him. 
Right. So just we'll, him, like him downstairs. Him. Him. <laughs> him. <laughs> just kidding. So why bring him up? Because relationships, especially on social media platforms, like we were just saying, has been reduced down to a cartoonish caricature of we always uh, point at him as the problem. Mm-hmm. It's funny. It's entertaining. But it is a cartoon. Him is not always the problem. Right. Sometimes Go her ahead. is the problem. Go ahead. Preach. <laughs> okay. And there's nothing wrong with leadership. There is nothing wrong with innocence and there's definitely nothing wrong with uncompromising toughness. We men need that for I've always said that the person who who was going to be my partner had to be able to carry at least half of what I can carry. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yes. I want to make sure that everybody get that. So there's nothing wrong with that uncompromising toughness. All right. But when those attributes of a woman means that she never accepts accountability for her behavior, that's cartoon. That's a fantasy. And so that's what I want to lay on this brother here because it's important that he understand that he's not him. He is not the enemy. Right. Okay? The issue is with her. So before I kind of give you, a lot of you have already clued in on this, but before I try to give you, what we see that this issue is, I want to really kind of count down mm-hmm. her activity in order to identify what this issue is. Does that make sense? Oh, it makes perfect sense. The first thing he said was, from the jump, she brought up that I still had an attachment to someone from my past. This is why they were still mar- uh, uh, dating. They hadn't been exclusive yet. Um, this is actually after he had... Uh, cleansed his past and moved on he was healthy in that regard this is during the understanding and boundaries that were already set previous to them starting to date Mm -hmm. this is also how he responded to her in order to try to make things better whenever she said i see a red flag okay so that was the first thing the first indication of what we see the second indication is Uh, When he said this episode ultimately became the beginning of the end as it affirmed her intuition that I still had ties. That's a problem because he had already demonstrated trustworthiness. He had already demonstrated openness. He had already demonstrated vulnerability. He had already had no locks on anything in his life. Mm -hmm. Yet she's she's riding on affirmation. So affirmation of intuition, what that means is, what that lets us know Mm -hmm. is that she still didn't trust him the whole time he was demonstrating. Go ahead. Correct. And that's the thing, ladies. I know a lot of us have this whole women's intuition that we walk in and and we almost, we act like it's prophetic, right? And so we walk in this women's intuition and because we did not do the work from our past, and it might have even been true in your past relationships. We have to learn the difference of our intuition versus our insecurities. Ooh. Because your insecurities will have you sabotaging, like someone's uh, this young brother said here in our chat, it will have you sabotaging a good thing because you have not done the work on yourself to, to make sure that you are able to self-check. Learn the difference between your intuition and insecurity. Very important. Um, let me kind of break this down. I want to help. I, let's because ahead, I know I, I know our audience have men in it, but I know that is predominantly ladies. But there are intuitive men too. Let me help you guys something. And this is something we teach, or this is also something that we counsel for intuitives. People who are intuitive follow their intuition, and ninety percent of the time they're right. The only time they're wrong is when their emotions yes, mimic their intuition. So the problem is, is that if I'm 90 percent of the if I'm 90 percent of the time right by the way that I feel Mm -hmm. or this intuition that I feel pricking me, if I'm 90, if I'm right, 90 percent of the time, then when I let my emotions lead, I may not know the difference between my emotion and my intuition. And when I don't know the difference between my emotion and my intuition, I'm going to be in trouble because emotions should never be lead. Emotions are responsive. Emotions allow us to know what the action or what the situation or circumstance, how it feels and, and, and what it's done to us. Pain, hurt, um, fear, all those type things gives us caution and gives us pause. But when it comes from an emotional place, 
like insecurity, then, then it can be wrong. Dating, right? <laughs> it's either disappointing, we're tired of trying, or we're sick of the same old, same old. Same people, same lies, same games, same disappointments. Oh, listen, we get it. When Takara and I met, we were in the sick and tired of being sick and tired category too. Well, to be honest, we dated with clarity, intention, and strategy, a way in which we hadn't really dated before. We dated by design. This way of dating kept us from dating in fear, dating with false hopes, or dating out of our own thirst. Dating by design gave us the courage to not be so tied up in our attractions that we weren't willing to walk away when we needed to. So if you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, then you need to be dating by design too. We took the dating methods and strategies that we use with and for each other and combined them with our own coaching practice to bring you Dating by Design. Now, Dating by Design is an easy to follow course and guide that will help you to develop your own design to dating. Whether you're dating someone right now or getting ready to, this course will help you to learn how to evaluate whether where you are or are going is where you really wanna be. It's so full of practical wisdom and direction that it ensures you'll never date the same again. So check us out. Go to courses.askthemartins.com. That's courses.askthemartins.com to learn more about dating by design. Let me ask you a question really quickly. Okay. Um, and I know it might throw you off script, but I know That's because fine. this is, you know, something that we've we've talked about in the past. But can you give us some signs of how we know that it's our emotion leading us in that moment? Do you know? Can you think of anything even in, you know, stuff that we've gone through? Uh-huh. Anything? No. Well, no, no, no. The, the idea is is to um, you have to stop and think. So, for instance, this is another thing that we teach. Head, hand is a heart, right? Mm -hmm. So you you have to stop and think about it. Either either how you think, what you do, or your emotions is going to lead the process. Mm -hmm. Okay. In order to identify whether it's going to whether it's um, emotion or intuition, because intuition is part of an intellect. It's actually part of a gift. Right. If, if I'm not going to, if to, to be honest, it's actually a part of a gift. We know when something's wrong, something just doesn't feel right. Right. But if something doesn't feel right too often <laughs> and you're wrong, that's a sign that you may need to heal somewhere. Right. Okay. If you are triggered, what that means is, is that a trigger is, an emotional, a visceral emotional response to a fear of not getting or getting something you don't deserve. Mm -hmm. Okay, so if you if if this intuition pops up, or you see it as an intuition, but it's actually an emotional trigger, it's immediate. It's it's a visceral response. Take a pause, sit back, and identify where that comes from. I feel this. Why do I feel this? Mm -hmm. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes. And then, and then. Does what I feel match who that is? Amen. You have to take time to deal with those because triggers indicate PTSD. And it may not be diagnostic. Right. Okay. It may not be uh, clinical, but it is still something that's sticking to us that we don't want to happen again. Yes. You see what I'm saying? Yes. And this, this is why I think it's so important to evaluate both and this is not judging this is not judging you know what what you do what you don't do but part of doing that self-work before you get into a relationship sometimes does include therapy I don't know if he mentioned if he went to therapy or not but one of the key indicators and one thing that therapy does teach you was what Kenyon just said right now mm -hmm. therapy coaching what have you is what he just said therapy it doesn't fix your problems and make magically make your problems go away a lot of times what therapy does for us is causes us to when we're in the midst of these emotional situations these emotional grips instead of lashing out out of our emotion and lashing out at what we 
uh, feel at that moment, we take a step back and we self-check before we lunge out at the other person. He was very good at doing that in this relationship. He was very good at making sure, like, let me just make sure I'm together before I look at her like she's crazy. She, on the other hand, was not able to decipher from where her red flags were coming from. Because if she was really paying attention, a lot of them were on her and not on him. Intuition allows you to take a self-inventory. Emotions makes you want to control the other person in the situation. Right. They said they can't see me. I'm like, because he's the main one talking. Oh, no, no, no. We want to see you, babe. We want to see you, too. But do, y'all, do you guys get that? Yes. Um, intuition allows you to take the pause to take your own personal inventory Emotions make you want to respond to control the other person in the situation. Yes, Lord. That's very important to understand. Yes. So it it, it, it is one of those things that we have to, I've had to learn it. It's called yes. about, it's, it's about being emotionally mature. Mm. When you're emotionally mature, whether it's intuition or emotion, you're going to pause anyway just to assess the situation. And I find myself assessing myself a lot so that I don't, make um make stupid um uh jump to conclusions right stupid uh, stupidly jump to conclusions so that and, and then argue against those conclusions another thing that emotions do and then we're going to move on because I, I know uh, this brother's still waiting another thing that emotion does here's what emotion do when it's emotional and not intuitive intuitive hmm that doesn't feel right i need to take a look at this Emotions will have you having a whole entire conversation and argument in your head head. before you even approach the situation. Mm -hmm. Not only are you having that conversation in your head, you're also like assuming and in there responding for them. And so you're building up an entire case of what's going on in their head, what they're doing. If other people are involved in that situation, like you're creating an entire scenario before you know it, your blood pressure's up, your adrenaline's going, and you're ready to have a full-blown fight off of what uh, Brene Brown, I love what she says, the story that I'm telling myself. Right. We use that. Yes. We, we use yes. that. <laughs> Once we learn that, we use that. Yes. And we actually uh, we actually go to each other like, babe, listen, the story that I'm telling myself is uh-huh. blah. Or, or when I'm trying to be smart, like, are you sure that's not just the story that you're telling yourself? So that, that that's her using it to be petty. Yeah, that's just me, that's me being petty. <laughs> just, yeah, it's true. Well, I'm about to tell you something. <laughs> yeah. But okay, so now that we have this idea that she is being more emotional and her red flags was emotion generated rather than intuition generated, what we're dealing with is an insecure woman. Mm-hmm. It's a woman who led with insecurity walked in insecurity and consistently and continues to respond in insecurity. That's very important. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I know, see, and here's the thing we tend to want to, and I'm going to go, let's go ahead and address this right now because I saw it, I saw it over here in IG. Um, we tend to want to give women the benefit of the doubt. Well, something has happened to her. What must have happened? There's a reason why she's insecure. Right. I'm going to tell you, just like we would tell women, I'm going to tell this young brother the same thing. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter what happened to her prior to him. Right. Because putting it back on him after he already detailed his interaction makes him the enemy once again. We're not going to do that. We're not going to gaslight him to have to be a mind reader to figure out what's going on with her. Especially... If he already did the work that she should have did before she jumped into that relationship. Amen. Okay. That that's very important. If he did it, why couldn't she do it? Mm-hmm. Or she shouldn't be in that relationship. Because now she's in a place where her insecurity can cut him. And you don't want to be in the place where you have this good man. Good man. Cut because he can't win for losing. All right? Absolutely. Um, the whole, one of the big things is, is that we have to understand now real quick, because I know that men are listening to it, to us too now. Mm-hmm. So let's be, let's really be honest. All women insecurity, whenever they have questions does not mean this, what we're dealing with here. The only time that it means what we're dealing with here is if the male 
as demonstrative as this young man is here. Right, right. If the man is open, honest, not hiding anything, uh, demonstrably just an open book, there's nothing to hide, then you have an opportunity to say, hey, babe, you might be a little insecure. Let's talk about this stuff. Mm -hmm. And I wouldn't even raise it. I wouldn't even raise the conversation that way. But you have the way you have the opportunity to address it. But if you're not doing that, you don't want to start beating somebody else over the head with insecurity. Right. Okay. Same goes the other way around. I think, and, and, and I'm going to be honest here, we, we've made insecurity a bad word, so nobody wants to say, I'm insecure. Exactly. But the thing is, is if there is viable um, uh, evidence of being unsecured, leaving the doors unlocked, uh, doing things that you know doesn't float right inside of a relationship where you're supposed to be trusted— then that will make someone insecure. Right. I'm right, not right, talking right. about that here, but the idea is, is that those things make someone insecure. So when there's a man who's insecure because a woman who is who is uh, who loves her picture being like, that's a pro that could be a problem. Mm -hmm. Okay? We're not going there right now. We won't go there. If you got questions later, we'll get those questions or we'll get them Wednesday. But I'm just saying there's a there's a place where we take a responsibility on our significant other about what we're doing to unsecure them that causes them to be insecure. In this situation, he wasn't doing that. This was locally located. This was this was personal for her. She was insecure. Okay. And here's the dangerous. Here's the dangers of him, brother. Here's the danger of you staying in that situation. It was leading you into isolation. What she was asking you to do was to isolate yourself, even though you've already set boundaries. I'm going to tell you now, while you will be able to do that with your ex and say, hey, don't call me no more. That's it. That's all. That will not be the end of it. Her insecurity will always cause you to be isolated. Mm. Second thing is, is that she was gaslighting you in the sense that she made you feel like you had the issue. Here you are reaching out, asking to see. Do I have my stuff together when the reality is it, it wasn't you? You've already detailed and done everything that you could do. You can't change her mind. You did. You controlled the only person that you could, and you controlled that person well. The insecurity will make you feel like that you weren't enough or you didn't do enough. And the final thing is it will have you questioning yourself, okay? That's very important. You do. No one ever wants to be in a situation where they know they're doing the right thing. They know they love a person. They know they're really interested in the person. But now they're sitting here questioning themselves because they're trying to hang on to that person. And that's the problem. Insecurity will cause, if I was insecure, insecurity will cause a person to use the relationship as a carrot to control the other person in the that relationship. so true. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, did you want to say anything else real quick? Um, no. Well, you actually touched on something earlier that I okay. think it really needs to be stated again and restated is that there is no shame in recognizing that you are carrying insecurity. There is no shame in saying, wow, ouch, this may be something that is affecting me from my past and it's making me insecure in this relationship. Right. Because I think the longer we continue to stigmatize insecurity as being a toxic trait, like it's just a toxic trait, then nobody's ever going to want to get the help for that insecurity and they'll continue to badger and beat up on someone that they're in a relationship with mm -hmm. as a result of that. And so if you find yourself in a place of insecurity, like, do not ever feel like you have to shrink, especially in a relationship where somebody really cares for you. You don't have to shrink that back. What's important is saying, again, getting to a place, going to a place where you can properly assess that. Okay, what's making me feel like this? What's happened that made me feel? Does this remind me of something from my past that is not happening today, but it's starting to make me feel a certain type of way? If you can do that and begin to self-correct in these environments, it will save you a whole lot of trouble. And again, do not be afraid of asking for help from a professional that will help you walk through those places of insecurity because otherwise you're never going to be good for anyone. Absolutely. Now, ladies, I'm going to let you know something. 
a good man like this, we probably should get his location because somebody gonna say where where Listen, can we find him? I keep him? trying to tell you we need to do because <laughs> you know they a run dating the packs. game, <laughs> dating show. But but ladies, <laughs> I want you to understand what happens when a good man who likes you consists consistently bangs his head up against the wall of your insecurity or controlling him or something else, whatever it is that's like a faucet dripping on mm-hmm. his head that makes him want to crawl into a corner of the roof. That's um, whatever it is that's doing that. Let me tell you how he will respond. He'll respond by distancing, distancing himself from you. It'll be slow, but it will be deliberate because he doesn't want, he loves you, but he doesn't want to deal with you. He'll then begin to lose interest in you. Okay. The reason why is as because he's dating, he began to realize I got choices and this is not something I want to deal with. So as he loses interest, he'll be, begin to lose desire for you. Okay. As he loses desire for you, no matter how fine you are, you're no longer fine to him. Listen. And then he begins to feel someone else or he moves on. And he moves or he'll move on up front. I was the kind of dude who move on up front like. Like, nah, you know what? This ain't for me. <laughs> but this this is the process of dealing with someone who, a man who is consistently trying like this, and now he comes to the conclusion like, I, I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. Well, sir, there's nothing else you can do. You've controlled yourself very well. Now, what I want to actually address him with is the idea that you have to begin to identify feminine insecurity up front. You have to identify red these red flags up front. There are many more where this come from. Because here's the thing that men have been told to do. Men have been told, be, I'll put it this way. It's easy for men to go through way more than we should because we are men. That's right. We deal with verbal abuse. We deal with passive aggression. We deal with controlling tendencies. We deal with the whole idiom of keeping her happy, happy wife, happy life sentiments. And we are told to take all of that like a man because she's five foot nothing and 105 pounds or so on and so forth, whatever the case may be. And the problem is, is all of that is abusive and all of that can actually twist the way he deals with women um, from now on. This is this this is the reason why I love the idea of him taking a year off because I don't know what happened previously, but he was wise enough to say, "Let me wash this off right. before I begin to deal with embrace someone else, so that what was on me doesn't rub off on them as I embrace them." This is very important, man. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say because I think what's also really important to note is that. You have a lot of men today that are honestly trying to change the narrative of what society has told them that they are, what society tells women that they are. You know, men ain't nothing. Men, are, you know, they always cheat. They're always being dishonest. Like, you know, men will be men, boys will be boys thing, I think, is a huge stigma that mm-hmm. men are trying to change. And they will put up with letting a woman go through their phone. They will put up with letting a woman accuse them of cheating, accuse them of doing this and that. And then trying to work so hard to prove that, listen, I'm not like them, the other jokers you had, and I'm not definitely not what society is telling you that I am. And so they'll put up and go above and beyond to um, prove of who they are to you. I'm sorry. I, if there's ever a situation where my mate, a man or woman, is trying to make you feel like you have to show them your phone, you have to do all of this, and you have nothing to hide, there's something that that's a huge red flag. You should never be in a situation where you feel feel anxious that you have to do all of this stuff to show them that you're not doing something. If there is no trust and you're being upfront and honest, there is something wrong with them and not you. And it's completely unfair that he had to subject himself to that and then come to us and question who he is because she put that on him and he was trying so hard to be different. Absolutely. Hey, Shay, I see you out there. Kim asked, she said, I wonder how they talked about the exes. He talked with the exes in front of her. Did she look at that as disrespectful when he thought he was being transparent? That's a good That's question. That's an interesting question. Perhaps, perhaps. So, so what we're saying is, what she's asking is, maybe that was disrespectful. Maybe she didn't want to see that interaction when he thought it was being transparent. Here's the here, here's the response to that. Looking at the 
looking at just this information that's been laid out in front of us and how he made he how he has made consistent attempts mm-hmm. to to make sure that he is acting right and that he's addressing whatever red flag she believes is being brought up and uh, the idea that she, from the jump from jump her thought process was you still have an attachment it wouldn't matter whether it was with in front of her or not in front of her the thing is is that he just took a call her issue was that he had an attachment she believes that there's a link because because he's open to taking that call does that make sense? Yes. Go ahead. No, finish your statement. No, I'm, no, 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 no. I'm, go ahead. Go ahead. Jump on in. Because I w- there's something else that I think is really important that we look at here, ladies. You have to also know what healthy relationships are supposed to look like, too. Right. Because for him being open and honest and transparent about everything that's going on in his world, no matter what he did it was not going to be enough that's why that that question is a good point and it's a good it's a good uh thought to consider but because she came in with a preconceived notion no doubt she came in with with baggage and experiences that have tainted her view of what relationships are supposed to look like mm-hmm. there was nothing that she would have been if he would have left the room to take that call she would have thought he was trying to hide something it would have been worse yeah. it would have been worse if he if she if he wasn't around her when the call came through and she found out about that call later it's like he's trying to hide something i think a lot of times we go into very healthy relationships and we see healthy men and we start looking for things wrong because we have not yet been in a healthy relationship before that's part of that self work you need to be doing and taking time off from dating because as soon right. as you go in it's like you go in expecting there to be problems you go in expecting there to be tr- drama waiting uh, for the other shoe to drop waiting for the other shoe to drop what is going on it is classic self sabotage and no matter what these people do, do they will never be able to satisfy your need for being secured because you don't know what security is supposed to look like absolutely now here's the thing though also we have to let's keep this in mind um while there is while we have all of his history and everything that he's done why not give the why not give the brother the benefit of the doubt that he did speak to her about these things. Right. Why not give the brother the benefit of the doubt that he did hear her voice and was exponentially um, uh, open and honest and trustworthy right. in her st- in, in, in her presence? Why not give that brother the benefit of the doubt? Because I guarantee you, mm-hmm. if the shoe was on the other foot and we were answering a woman's question, that brother would be dogged. Uh-huh. That brother would there would be no question He's about well what about games. what about how he we would jump we, you know what we would do we would jump straight to narcissism <laughs> we was <laughs> we would jump straight to narcissism because narciss, because narcissism is acute insecurity basically so we would jump straight to narcissism he wants to control her he wants to do this he wants to do that he wants to look into her phone I ain't having that Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. but when it's the the shoe is on the other foot that's why there must be a balanced dialogue between men and women. And that's why there is no easy way to really deal with these situations. We have all these different rules that we feel like are, are, are formulas for the right person and not the right person or so on and so forth, when really we should be looking at <clears throat> the character and the responses of a person. Sorry about that. You're done. We should, we should be looking at the character and the responses of a person and looking at how they're treating us. For, for this guy right here, I would tell him what I would tell any woman in the same situation opposite. Leave her alone. Give her time to get herself together because your stuff is together and you are not responsible for her stuff. You can't heal her through this. You can't you love her. You can't heal her. her through this. No, not at all. Um, That's IG. Okay. Yeah. Right. You can't heal her through this. It's not only is it not your responsibility, but you don't want... If you stay, you will inherit all the issues that she's dealing with, and that's not going to go away. You want me to tell you why? Because you're accommodating her in those issues. She's not trying to get better. You're trying to get better for her. How Mm. many of you women have done that with men? How many of you women have consistently and continuously tried to do the best thing and say, he just don't get it. He just won't love me right. He just won't act right. He's always questioning me and I'm always proving myself to him. How many women are stuck in that? Well, he shouldn't be stuck in that either. 
He shouldn't be stuck in trying to prove himself if he's already decided to, to, to be who he is. That's right. Okay, I'm not saying he's perfect. Amen. At all. I'm not saying he's perfect at all. But what I can say is this, is that he's done his due diligence on himself. And even in the midst of this, he's done his due diligence on, on her. He still seeks out, what can I do to help? Mm-hmm. The problem is, is you cannot do anything to help someone who don't want help. They want to control you. When it comes to insecurity, that one that will always be a glass with a hole in it. Mm. Does that make sense? That's right. That will always because no matter how much you pour into them, they will never have enough ever. Mm-hmm. ever hey kim kim said that is so true to car we don't know what healthy looks like yes and communication is the key there you go kim meanwhile Mona Lisa over here talking through. about where is he <laughs> <laughs> where you at <laughs> but like, but, but we, we really appreciate those questions because we don't get enough of that feedback for guys we don't get enough of that and we, don't, and we don't give them the benefit of the doubt we don't we don't and we really need to start there there I'm, I'm gonna tell you this Men, men are silent. All right. Men don't deal with uh, social media like women do social media because women are open. Women are communicative. Women are dope in that. They just you guys know how to group together. Men are silent and we actually don't do a lot of emotional work that we need to be doing. So you don't see a lot of men reaching out in these in, in these ways or in these areas. But when they do, it gives us the opportunity to begin to address because men are hungry for the proper and balanced address. Mm-hmm. When men are not properly addressed and there is not a balanced discussion around men, you know what men do? They'll run to the very first misogynistic, sexist person who supports their ego <laughs> because at the very minimum, they feel good about themselves. You see what I'm saying? But they're getting unhealthy interactions. That's very important. So we definitely need balanced interaction and balanced dialogue when it comes to men. Okay? Mm-hmm. So with him, let her go. Brother, brother, let her go. Love her, but love her from a distance. Hey, listen, I like you. We did say we was going to be committed, but you know what? There's a lot going on in between us. And I feel like I've done a lot of work where you haven't. I would like you to do just a little bit more work on that insecurity that you're working with. Because if you don't, I I will have to move on. Now, what I'm saying is, is because I love you, I won't move on. But I'm going to give you space to do what you need to do. That's right. Does that make sense? Now, what she does with that space is going to be up to her. There's nothing he can do about it. All her. Yep. All her. All her. And in the meantime, what I would encourage that brother to do is have confidence in your efforts. Have confidence in everything that you already set on the table. Don't allow anyone or anyone's insecurity to make you feel bad about what you've already done that's right. You can't keep running around scratching your head about what do I have to do to keep her because you can't keep someone who doesn't want to be kept. It's not that she doesn't want to be kept outright, but internally, whatever's ailing her cannot deal with your embrace. Does mm, that make sense? That's good. Yes. Don't let love, attraction, desire, or sex make you uncertain about yourself. Stop pouring into a bottomless pit. Because what that's going to do is that's going to break you down. And now we got another man who went through something and will and we'll feel like there's no one else out there. Maybe all women are like this, so I just mm-hmm. might as well do what I want to do. I know you're much more immature than that, but these things happen. So, And I would encourage you to see this kind of situation much, much sooner. You had an earlier opportunity to see this. Mm-hmm. You already said from jump she was asking questions and telling you you had a red flag. Why would anybody – listen, if somebody came to me and decided they wanted to be with me just if we, were, uh, if we weren't together – and they said, I dig you, but you got red flags. Then bounce because Seriously, these, this don't is do not me no for favors. you. <laughs> don't do me any favors. This is not for you. I mean, you know, if there's red flags for you, you perhaps there's some things you need to work out, or perhaps we're just incompatible. I did I've never had a problem of saying, you know what, I'm not in. 
No, what is it though about it? And this and and I would say this brother, a lot of women, we do that though. As soon as someone voices an insecurity because we care about them, our initial um instinct is to first go and try to prove them wrong. And I feel like because that's our initial instinct, it then gives that insecure person more ammunition to turn that up. You know what I mean? Like right. it's like I don't understand it. It's like it's like somebody says, like, I don't know about you. I think you may have issues. Oh, challenge accepted. Let me show you about what right. I ain't got. Like, you know what I mean? Well, it's not really it's not really a challenge so much as challenge or <laughs> the challenge yeah. is on, right? It's not so many that is that when someone doubts us and our heart is pure and we know it, we only we really believe it's only a matter of time that you will see my purity. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. only a matter of time that you will see that I actually love you. It's only a matter of time that you will see how good I can be for you. Mm -hmm. And so what they do is, is they shoulder the accountability and responsibility of demonstrating that and doing that both both men and women. The problem with that is, is that that's not your problem. Period. That's not your I'm problem. I'm like, that mean, period. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. The idea is, is that it is to say, I'll meet you halfway. Whatever it is that you see is an issue, so to speak. If you don't believe that I care for you, number one, why stay with me? Why give me the chance? Because I am who I am. Mm -hmm. But number, but number three is, it's like. Saying, what is it in you that makes you unable to see me? Oh, say that again. What is it in you that makes you unable to see me? And you put that back on her or him. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then watch them deal with it. It's important. It's important to take whatever. Now, again, this has to be done in a health way, in a healthy way. If you are acting up, if you been bad, if you wrong, right, then you got to be accountable for that. All right, there are there are there are levels to this. <laughs> There's gray areas all around, but when you know that you're doing everything right to someone you love, when you know that you're doing everything right to consider their 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 needs, their needs and their insecurity. At some point, you got to ask them, listen, I am exhausted. What is it in you that's making you unable to see what I'm putting out? Okay? That gave me chills. That's so good. Thank you. Thank that's you. That's rich right there. Thank you for listening to the Ask the Martins podcast. Recorded live on social media and distributed to iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, and Audible. Now, we can't grow without you, so help spread the love. Wherever you found us, rate, like, share, and leave a review. We are grateful to you and appreciate you in advance. Do you have a question for us? Then visit askthemartins.com. Ask us your question or ask for a friend. Once again, thank you for tuning in to Ask the Martins podcast. We hope you enjoyed the program.